fucking weird yeah. words. Thirsty. And it was like so bizarre. <laughs> just like just the, looking at the spelling and like just really <clears throat> looking at the words in that order. It was like, what the fuck? When you look at any word for too long, I, I was um, earlier today, uh, I was making the s'mores beer. So I was trying to come up with an al- uh, an album title. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a uh, uh, a name for the beer, um, as I name all my beers after songs. And I wanted something with more in the title. And when I was looking at the word more, a bunch of time, M-O-R-E, I was like, is that how you spell it? <laughs> yeah, right? It's fucking weird. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm down... But I'm also down to change it if anyone can come up with anything better for name-wise of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super attached to it, but at the same time, I I think it could work for the reasons we've outlined, I right. guess. Yeah, definitely. I guess checking all the boxes for social media presence, for Google presence, for no other, you know, it's an open name right now with an open domain name. Yeah, it kind of makes sense to, you know, factor all that in when when selecting a title for the podcast. Definitely, yeah. we don't want to fight for a fucking domain name or any of that bullshit. Yeah, and you don't want to. You, I, I read a lot of stuff about people making bands, and and they say like, don't fucking make a band, and then. Find out the abbreviations are like something stupid, like KKK or fucking, you know. Yeah, no. That, you want to make sure your abbreviations don't seem like they're stupid, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm. On accent, you're like, oh fuck. Like yeah. WT. I mean, WTF isn't bad, but there's probably really like WWE or WWF. Yeah. You know, you don't want to like have an abbreviation on accent. You're like, oh, I just found out like our abbreviation is like Dick D I K or something like that. <laughs> Unless that's what you're going for, right. obviously. Right. I mean. <clears throat> When um, when the World Wildlife Foundation like really pressed to have the World Wrestling Federation change their name, yeah, yeah, and getting used to calling it the WWE afterwards, man, it, it just was weird for it was a while, long, long weird transition, especially because it happened during like formative years of our youth where we watched the wwf for so long when it was at one of its peaks yeah and then you're like like during the whole uh the attitude era uh, of the wwf and then you're like wait a minute wwe what yeah (laughs) but now it's it's stuck and i don't even watch it anymore but i I would if i was referring to it i would call it the the wwe now yeah same i'm fucking pissed that i forgot to bring those goddamn berries in that was going to be a nice little segment in our show today. Fucking forgot to bring the Kusa dogwood berries. You guys can eat those motherfuckers. But. Kusa dogwood berries. Yeah. So I tried to explain. I tried to explain what they were to you guys earlier, but for the podcast, they fucking look like a strawberry with a cherry stem on it. And then you break them open, and the inside looks like a goddamn banana. <laughs> and when you taste it, it tastes like a mango, and but it's got like a weird texture, like like stringy, stringy texture, like a pumpkin would have, but mm. it's soft. It's a fucking bizarre ass fruit, but it grows from a tree, Kusa dogwood tree, and it tastes like a little mango. It's weird. And I was saying that'd be a cool idea to make a beer out of it because it's just a weird, exotic fruit 
people probably be like, what the fuck is this? Akusa Dogwood Berry? Like, I've never heard of that. What is that? And you look it up, and it's even more crazier looking. It looks like an alien fruit. Yeah. I saw them this summer, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And it just looked so alien-like. Yeah. And then someone's like, you can eat that shit. And then once they <laughs> ripened up, I ate that shit, and I was like, it's not terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, be buying them at the store, but that's probably why they don't sell them at the store. Yeah. They're not, like, the best-tasting fruit, but they have a sweetness to it. Tastes like mango, but yeah, if if it like tastes like mango. mango and you can get that flavor out of it, whereas in when it's in a beer, you don't have to deal with that weird texture, right? That could be interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool. I can't believe I fucking forgot. I drove halfway here and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> it's shitty, but what are you gonna do? Absolutely nothing. I can grab some more another day. We can try it. Is it the Fuck. season for them right now? Are they all like? Yeah, they're all ripening up yeah. right now. Probably for the next week or two. Yeah. Fucking first day of fall today. No oh, more no wow. more summer. First day. <laughs> Exciting. Fall equinoxes today. Yeah. What's the date? September twenty something? September twenty second. Yeah. Twenty second. The autumnal equinox, right? Oh my mm. god. I can fucking feel it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting chilly out there. In Massachusetts, the next three days it's gonna be like high forties at night. Nice. 47 on monday and the high of 58 i like it i like it too i like this <laughs> fuck, i love this weather but i just i always constantly think about fucking winter's coming winter is coming yeah yeah don't worry about it man until it gets here oh, i hate it so much mm. i hate it i don't do shit do you guys do anything in the winter time like i don't winter do winter sports, sports no. no i don't either no. i don't really ice skate i don't fucking ski yeah, it was weird because when I was a kid, I loved winter because it meant, hey, maybe we're going to get school off and I can go sledding. Exactly. And then Make a snowboard. But we were, we, <clears throat> a lot of people in this area ski or snowboard, do that kind of thing. And my fam- nobody in my family did it. Mm. And we didn't have a bunch of money to buy all the gear right. that you need to get into something like that. Expensive as fuck. And by the time that I, ha- I was in high school and then had friends that did it, I was like, it's too yeah, late. No, I mean, yeah. To keep up with them and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Holy fuck. These guys have already been doing it since they were like six. And it's like, okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Just not my thing. <laughs> One of the first times I ever went, I used to go a little bit when I was a kid with my dad. We'd go to watch you sit and do like the bunny trail. Rarely, maybe like mm. once a year. And then I stopped. I was like, fuck this. I'm too old. I'm not going to that shit alone. And then, like, fucking junior year in high school, all my friends were going on. They fucking got this deal where they could go with this Christian group, <laughs> and they could get a deal for, like, 100 bucks. You get, like, a room with, like, five of your friends, and you get tickets for two days straight for, like, 100 bucks each. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. We got a free ride with the Christian group all the way up. We got our own... <laughs> we got our own room so we were like all like snuck in beers and weed oh my god and then like we got fucked up like at night and then we snowboard and shit but the only catch is you have to have you have to have mass with them in this like weird living room so we we're all sitting there <laughs> and they do this prayer and they pat they passing around a big glass of wine i'm like oh fuck oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're drinking Jesus and like blood baby. everyone's drinking it and then I like grab and I take a big swig and then my buddy like looks at me with like a shocked look and he's like, oh. I'm like, what? And then he like, he like, I give it to him and he like passes it and doesn't drink it. He's like, dude, you have to be fucking, um, 
you have to have your communion and all this shit to drink that wine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what if I don't? He's like, I don't know. You're going to go to hell. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't believe in this shit. So it's cool. Was it actually wine or was it grape juice? That was legit wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fucking yeah. drank that shit. I was like, mm, baby. Because I, ha- I have my communion. I did. I went. I, that's as far as I got. Though. <laughs> I didn't. I went to CCD, but I didn't. I didn't get that far. I was yeah. like, fuck this. This is gay. Because they would have like at, some, at a lot of those communions, they just have like grape juice that you're drinking. Uh, I know some of them are legit. Then they do the wine. I have no clue what type of wine it is, or. Yeah. But I know that definitely some of them are just Welch's grape juice. <laughs> yeah. I used to look forward to that shit. Um, you know, getting drunk at the church. Well, I'd go every Sunday, most days. I would always complain about it because who the fuck wants to get up that early on Sunday? Did you have to dress up and shit too? Oh, yeah. The whole thing, man. Like, my mother really took it seriously. She still does. Um, but I really looked forward to those days where they offered the juice and the crackers, like the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a fucking little snack, man. Yeah. It was like 10 o'clock, 10, 30, 11. I was starting to get a little grumbly. Like, that shit was delicious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I never went to church. Not once. Really? Yeah. Never wow. been. Damn, you That's impressive. Able to, uh, I mean, if you if you count that one time, drinking that wine, and then funerals, that's as, that's as far as I go. Yeah, yeah. If I have to go to a funeral, I'll, I'll do that. You ever been to a baptism or anything? No. In that neighborhood? Mm-hmm. I went to a, a wedding that was in the church, mm-hmm. and then funerals, and then I think that's it, man. Dude, my old band used to practice in a church basement. Damn. Yeah. St. John's Gym? What's going on? It was um, <laughs> in in downtown Lemonster. Um, what is that church? I, I can't even remember um, the name of the church. Not St. Cecilia's. No, that's on 3rd Street. Um, the it's, corner of 3rd and... Yeah, the one that's downtown. There's two downtown right next to each other, um, but we did the one that was at right next to the fire station. Yeah, near the park. Near the park, fire station, then right across the street. Yeah, yeah. Is is uh, Mo- Monument Park or yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. So we used to one of the guys that was in the band, the guy that started the band. He um went to that that was the church he went to and back in the day they used to do like a youth group thing and he was in the youth group and there was a room downstairs where they would do the youth group activities but then eventually they stopped doing the youth group and that room was just used for storage so he was like hey let's can we use this as our band's practice space so we essentially got to practice he obviously told them that it was a christian band Uh, which nice it started off as a christian band (laughs) but he couldn't keep enough members in the band that were christian (laughs) so it turned out that like only at in the towards the end of the band he was the only christian member but at one point when i joined it me and the drummer were the only guys that weren't Christian. And then yeah. it ended up, we got a singer that wasn't Christian. And then we got another. Then you kicked that kid out and like, get the fuck out of my band, bitch. This is a, this is a hardcore metal devil rock yeah. band. <laughs> it was crazy. So we were playing like this heavy music in a church basement at night, mind you, when there yeah. was no one else there. And we, we explored the church a couple of in churches, old churches, man, at night. Creepy as fuck, right? Pretty creepy, dude. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's fucked up. Uh, we'd have to like go upstairs to use the bathroom, and you'd be like, looking around. <laughs> yeah. In Clinton, there used to be a place called St. John's Gym, and it was basically like a gymnasium area 
that all it's owned by the church that's right across the street or in the same parking lot. Hmm. And it was basically like that. It was like a youth group thing. You could go there and play basketball on Friday nights. And but they put in a little indoor skate park in there. Ah. So like I'd go there to skate on mm-hmm. Friday. Every Friday night I'd go there and skateboard and all the girls would go there too and they hang out upstairs. There's a little arcade, a little jukebox. So it was like the place to be if you were like twelve to sixteen. Like that was the place. Mm. And there was like creepy ass bathrooms and then a locker room where you could like there was people that would play music like bands and shit mm-hmm. but yeah that place was creepy as fuck too i had my birthday there my like 14th birthday or eighth whatever how old are you in eighth grade 13 12, 13 12 probably 12 i think 12 to 13 depending is that freshman year of high school i think freshman year of high school you turn 14 typically yeah i think right yeah that's where i had my birthday Pretty cool. St. John's gym. Yeah. <laughs> cool beans, cool beans. So how the fuck was your weekends, guys? Or your weeks? <laughs> this is the weekend. We went to the Big E last week, and now we're fucking... What did you guys do all week? Did you have fun? <laughs> all the stuff you wanted to do? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. There's there's too, there's not enough time to do all the stuff I want to do. I, did, I worked. That was super fun, right? Uh, making some beer, uh, canning some beer, all that, all that fun stuff. Nice, nice. I can't remember what I did after. Um, probably drank some beers. Probably went mm. running, um, training for that half marathon. So that uh, the weather, like you said, is getting nice for running now. That's a plus. Yeah, it's cold. <clears throat> it's getting cold. Yep. No more AC. I'm yeah. not rocking the AC anymore. Man, I am Windows sweating open. right now, though. Man, I could use that. That, With that meat locker on. That meat locker. I don't the know meat why. Freezer. I'm getting a little hot too. I don't know if it's the coffee I'm drinking, having the headphones on, but my ears are hot. My hands are hot though. I worked outside all day, cutting wood, nailing wood, fucking wearing long sleeve and jeans. So I'm pretty hot. Yeah, I might. I might turn on that meat locker. The fucking Browns won a football game. You hear that shit? <laughs> they finally won, and then those all those uh, goddamn motherfucking oh, the Bud Lights, the Bud Light yeah. freezers didn't open. They no. didn't they open. Didn't open. <laughs> They're having trouble with that shit. Oh my god! Those guys must have been pissed. Like, give me free beer, and uh-huh. like it wasn't opening. So were those like all across the country, or was that just in Cleveland? I think it was just in Cleveland. Okay, where the fans are, you know. Yeah. So what did people not have the keys to the freezer? No, it opens with a computer. A computer. Oh, load. as soon as they, they win. Yeah. Like Bud Light will like, <laughs> release the locks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, imagine if you were like, it's a Monday. It was a Monday night. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you're like the only one in like one of those bars and they're like, oh, free beers. And you're like, I guess I got to drink them all. I wonder if and that, that promotion like, was working well that like every time the Browns played, those bars were getting packed because they had those fridges in them. I mean, it's a good advertisement scheme. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, <clears throat> free beer like say i was that guy and it, i was alone in the bar the browns win like all right free beer and it was like i don't know 100 cases in the back yeah Ugh. Bud light like i know i think they were the it was just like a freeze a fridge like the size of the bottom amp down there or the bottom fucking speaker it was like that big, oh, it was like that a glass tip? one, yeah. Okay. And maybe like you know, like sixty to one hundred beers are in there, yeah. And then it like unlocks, like it's probably connected to the internet. It's like click, click, and then it's like 
Browns won. Drink all these beers. Right. And like everyone gets around or some shit. Right. Yeah. I don't I mean, think I've, I've got to imagine people are already drinking during the game, post game, like that yeah, whole yeah. thing. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> I wouldn't be excited, but I know a lot of people who do drink Bud Light who'd be very excited. Oh, yeah. Probably Chicago Bear fans. <laughs> I fucking joined that goddamn uh, football pool. I got kicked out the first week. And then I signed up with another email, a junk email. And I was like, all right, I can I can do the Monday game. And I fucking lost that, too. I got out <laughs> first week immediately. I got two chances, too. And an extra life. Boom. Nope. That's Fuck pretty that. bad. But it's kind of a godsend, you know. So now I don't have to uh, worry about it, stress about it. Pay mm. attention to yeah. football. The last year or two, I haven't been paying attention to football. I can't. I don't have the time to follow sports. Not that hardcore. I don't even really watch sports anymore. I have more things to do. More, yeah. more than care about what's happening and that shit. It's fun to watch sports or to go to a sporting event. But yeah. to keep up with a sport. It, yeah. It, to follow it, it, everything yeah. like that. It's like TV and keeping up with shows. Yep. I started watching Naked and Afraid <laughs> last night. Oh my god, fuck that show. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Na- like, have you seen it? Naked and Afraid? Clips, man. Like it's not really so... like fully into it. Is that the show that they drop you somewhere and you're naked in the woods or yeah. something? You become you afraid have to survive. over time. You okay. have to survive with another person that you've never met. <laughs> Usually it's well most of the time it's male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they'll have some sort of wilderness survival background. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a lot, but it, and only sometimes like you'll have a Navy SEAL and like a master diver and they'll go on a stranded island. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have someone who like is like an environmental scientist who like teaches survival training. Okay. But in other cases, you know, you have like a fucking dude who does no experience. He's like, and he wants to do the show for some dumb reason. <laughs> Because he thinks he can, he's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but these motherfuckers get completely naked and they put them in the most hardcore jungles with jaguars and fucking crocodiles and poisonous snakes and spiders where like it might rain like 10 feet a, a year or it might not rain at all. Completely fucking naked. You can bring one thing and all these bros bring a knife they bring like yeah i decided to uh, bring this machete and it's always the same thing <laughs> all these guys will bring up the biggest knife they found at walmart and it's hmm. like why the fuck do you bring a knife i'd bring shoes honestly i'd bring fucking shoes can you bring so you can bring you can bring one is there a thing. selected like gear list like an acceptable i don't know i've There's- only watched like six episodes but I think everyone can choose one thing. I'd bring <clears throat> sneakers with paracord with paracord laces. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a jumpsuit with a footy pajama thing set in the bottom of that. <laughs> these motherfuckers not only I would do bring. they have to sur- they have to survive for 21 days, and then on the 20th day you have to hike like 25 miles out to an extraction zone. Oh my god! And 21 days. That's it. It's a that's a long time, dude. No, I understand that, but. You you have to survive 21 days in the woods alone. So technically, in 21 days, all you really need is just water. You could right. survive on your body stores for Most well over a month. Most people, though, are like attractive women with six packs and attractive guys with high muscle mass. I mean, 
Yeah, so they can just so they can go just live and take, off their muscle mass. Usually, yeah, exactly. Every at the end of every episode, they fucking will do like a breakdown of like how they did and then how much weight they lost, and they always lose at least twenty to twenty five pounds. Which how much isn't to horrible? I mean, that's a significant amount of weight. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like a woman who's already wicked skinny. Like, there's a woman who was, like, fucking, like, this, dude. Like, her, uh, if you grab James your side. James is holding up his hand. Oh, yeah. and he's measuring out. Like, uh, a like C-shape. Yeah. Um, C-shape. She is, like, I could grab her waist with, like, without, I don't know, like, six inches, maybe. It was, like, and then she lost fucking 19 pounds. You're, like, oh, she looks sick at the end of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, man. But, uh, yeah, there's a girl from New Hampshire that was on the show, and I watched her episode. Her name was Kayla Cummings. Hmm. She's a knife maker in New Hampshire, and she was on that, and she kicked ass. She was doing pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hardcore. You get you get bit, and you get infections, and you drink oh, shitty yeah. water. Out in the rainforest and shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I would either bring a life straw. That's or, a good idea, a life straw. Or a yeah. saw. Not a machete, but a, an actual yeah. like, a saw. bone saw or a meat saw. <laughs> <laughs> just, just bring like a porno mag. <laughs> this is uh, my favorite porno magazine. I know I'm gonna need this real bad. <laughs> Imagine just bringing Jesus. something ridiculously dumb. <laughs> oh, I brought this, uh, this, this piece of like just a full plate. They're like, oh, this is a steak with mashed potatoes and corn. <laughs> And it's like eating in front of your partner like day 10. You're like, oh, I know I've been eating this. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be so funny. No, I I could never do any of those shows. Never. It's funny because like, I looked I looked into it after and I, I did a little research. And it says, what's the prize if you win? You yeah, know, exactly. You do it. Yeah. And it says the prize is a... <laughs> the prize is a... A round trip flight to the island and then back home. <laughs> what? So you don't have to pay for your flight to get there. And then two nights in a hotel, probably before the show starts, you don't have to pay for that. So you don't get money or anything? If you do, do the full 21 days, you get five grand. That's, That's it? it? These motherfuckers, I did research, these motherfuckers end up being in the hospital for yeah. like months because they get all these fucked up diseases and sicknesses from these jungles. Like really bad. People get all these fucked up diseases. People are in the hospital for like months after. That's stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> One of the first episodes, like some dudes, the first day there was a jaguar like like walking around him in the middle of the night i'm like nope fuck that nope another episode some dude they put him in a raft and he had a he had a raft himself to an island 11 miles away it took him like like a day and a half a full like like i want to god i want to say like 36 hours he was just paddling in the sun at the middle of the night there was hammerhead sharks swimming around him he almost tipped his raft over and got eaten alive wow 11 miles in the ocean. Like, what happens if you actually turn yourself around? You start going out, like, the other way, you know? You're like, man, I'm still not there. It's day four. You're like, oh, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> can you tap out? Oh, yeah. You can tap out. But like, I want to, fuck this. I want to go home. Well, because there's a camera crew following you, obviously. Right. <clears throat> right. Unless you set up your own cameras. You do have your own cameras. You do have, like, a GoPro or some oh, shit. Cause, okay. But there's definitely some footage. Or there must be a camera crew. Yeah. Mm. There's that show, um, 
alone. That it's it's sort of a similar concept, but they drop you off in a remote location by yourself, and um, leading up to your expedition to your start, they give you two weeks of basic survival skills training, and you learn how to operate the camera equipment. Mm. And you go out in the woods alone with camera equipment, and you're required to document everything. Wow. And you can bring, I think it's like 10 items, 10 ap- items off an approved gear list. Mm-hmm. And you just stay out there until someone tells you that you're the last person standing. Oh, oh I think you were telling uh, me about this. You just stay out there? You just, you survive, you just stay out there alone, no contact with anybody Wow, for X amount of days. Yo, imagine if you fucking went out there. And they just like forgot or like the show just liquidated while you were out there <laughs> and they didn't tell you. And there's like four years later, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Did I win this shit? Who the fuck else is out here? Because they put other people doing that at the same time. There's more than one person. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so whoever survives the longest. So they must have all started at the same exact time. Yeah. So what they do right? is <clears throat> they, I think there's, they start with 10 participants and then what they do is. Um, the, the producers or the, 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 the show, they'll select like 10 spots that are, that are, that are appropriate. And typically they will be in locations where there'll be a, a large mountain ridge or a really big, like river or lake or anything like that that separates all the participants. So mm-hmm. they're less likely to bump into each other. Exactly. Yeah. And so everybody gets gets a location drawn at random. They get their gear and they're just dropped off. Man. And so what happens is they stay out there. It's basically last man standing. Yeah. And you're out there alone. And um, once a week, the crew will come back. We'll meet up with them. They won't tell them their progress, how many people are left. They won't give any information. They'll just drop off batteries for the camera equipment, um, you know, inspect them, make sure they're like fit for duty and then peace out. Damn. That's hardcore. And they get like, um, it's crazy, man. Like there was one, one of the seasons, like this dude, he was, he built a, he never built a canoe before. So he, he built one out of like, just like trees and shit. He built a canoe. He was able to go out, start fishing. Fuck. Like he He's built a, it. he built a, fuck, <laughs> he built a fucking yurt. Wow. And, um, towards the, he like, he also built like a, like a stringed guitar. What? He like straight That's up. Crazy. Like, That's crazy. Like, and then, oh man, he must've been like the, the fourth person remaining. He just got so fucking lonely and couldn't handle like just being alone, being alone. And I think he was out there for like 40, 50 plus days. And, and that's, that was sort of the trend I started to notice while watching some of the episodes is that you're basically out there by yourself. It's silence. Mm. You're listening to wilderness. And at that point, all you can kind of do is sort of, reflect internally yeah. oh yeah yeah and it drives a lot of people fucking nuts yeah Dude. yeah i bet being alone with you when was the last time you were completely isolated by yourself 
fucking never. for more than 24 That's hours. It. I mean, in this it's world, very rare. Like, like no contact to anybody, no internet, no stimulation, no. Yeah. Like, because even when you yeah, go camping, if you're out in the wilderness, if you don't bring your cell phones, you're probably doing it with at least Some another friends. person, you know? Definitely. There's these people that do the AT, but even then they, they come across. Bop, all, bop. I mean, there's a, mil, a bunch of people doing e- the AT. E- exactly. You're not just walking that whole stretch and <laughs> it's, by yourself. Yeah. And you usually go through a town at least like once every couple of days. Yeah. You're going through a town, you know? Yep. You're getting some of that social, some of that contact. Yeah, yeah, man. In like prison, that's like the fucking the biggest punishment is right. like isolation. You yeah. know, getting to the box, thrown in the box is like worse than fucking, you know, being with crazy murderers and shit. Because mm-hmm. so. you just you don't. The time gets distorted. Days become distorted. Mm-hmm. You sort of really lose track of everything around you. Yeah, and it's fucked up. I mean, we're social creatures, man. We. Yeah, we we thrive in a social environment, you know. But mm. I will say this though: back to that show, um, the prize is it's not a round trip plus hotel, free hotel. <laughs> is it better? It's five hundred grand. Oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I would be, out, dude. That would be really hard for me to to be like, oh, I'm lonely. Fifty days. I mean, I can't experience myself. I don't have any experience about that. Five hundred grand though, dude fuck yeah it the payout I mean, better be that big if you're gonna be away from everything for 40 to 50 families. days it yeah. has to be that like, big a lot of these guys had families and children you gotta quit like, yeah. Yeah. i would have to quit my fucking job i couldn't just be like yeah i'm gonna go on this um <laughs> potentially you know unlimited for an undisclosed trip. amount <laughs> yeah, of time i could be gone a couple days could be a couple months yeah. <laughs> right the um, like I could, they'd be like, oh well, what are you doing? You gonna quit your job? Like, yeah, I guess. Mm. The the cool thing about this though is the locations that they pick for each season. Um, a, the yeah. first season they picked the um, in Canada. I, I I don't really recall the name, the actual name of the place, but it's like it's like north of like north of Washington. Kind of just in Canada, in the woods. In the woods, they get a shitload of rainfall. Mm. Winters are brutal. It just becomes like a mess. Um, so, so, what about clothes and shit? Do they have all the pro- appropriate gear for that? So you you get clothes. You get clothes, you get clothes that you get to bring, um, but you have to select. I think you select like a couple outfits, yeah. like, and part of like your gloves and you know like beanie and shit like that i think that's i don't know if that's on like the 10 approved items but mm. yeah um it's crazy man their, their newest season i didn't really watch it i only saw like a few episodes of the first season but their newest one they're like up in fucking mongolian shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's crazy i've been itching for fucking camping though been wanting to go in the woods dude. for so so long, I want, dude. Want I so this. badly want to build. I want to build in the woods. <laughs> I'm craving it. Yeah, we didn't really do. We just did Katahdin. That was it, really. Did Katahdin and and you know that camp spot, but that was still, you know, it was slightly minimal. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we had everything we needed, but we yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we splurged. We had steaks and fucking had plenty of beers. Yeah, we we were fine. Um, I think I had a couple ice creams. <laughs> yeah. I went camping once this year. Oh, that's um, right. 
up in the White Mountains with Patty. Um, yeah, man, dude, it's it's good. We yeah. didn't, we didn't do enough camping this year. We should probably plan like a proper like camping trip next year. Yeah, but Just, I mean, even if it's like a like two nights long weekend kind of thing. I just have like I gotta bring beers, you know. Camping has to come with beers, so yeah. I, I didn't how, say we well, think yeah, we're I not mean, bringing beers. <laughs> <right>. like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you were thinking about, dude. Even if we, we're doing wilderness camping, are we we're doing like super. Yeah, we gotta. No, we're not. We're gonna like, treat ourselves still. We're gonna eat steaks. And, yeah, no, of, I'm of not course. talking. To, yeah, I'm not talking about glamping, but I'm not talking about like right. Okay. You know, cool, survive, cool. Uh, alone or naked and afraid. <laughs> I think we should do a naked and afraid us three. For a long, a long weekend, dude. I'm <laughs> naked and afraid. Nothing else, you know. Oh, Body heat for warmth at night, you know, baby. Oh god. <laughs> no, one of the fucking episodes, hilarious. This guy, he must have had in his head that he was just gonna get laid out there. No way. Yeah, dude. And he was being like that. He was being that typical, like, whiny little bitch guy who, like, if he doesn't get laid, he's like, oh, oh, like, he get he got in a pissy mood. Like, he, like, first night, he's like, it's kind of cold. You want to, like, you want to cuddle? She's like, uh, no. Like, I just fucking met you. I don't want your dick on my ass. <laughs> By day 10, he was just in a shit mood. He was just like, being an asshole this girl was like Dude. this girl was just like tr- you know trying to be like a team player right yeah but she just didn't want to cuddle with him and like every night he's like Yo, you know what you don't even want to cuddle with me and it's cold at night and like now you want to like like i don't i just feel like you're not like a team player and like she's like i just don't want to cuddle with you and he's like oh and you could see he was getting like frustrated I think he was getting like sexually frustrated. Oh, and, like, probably. This girl was not giving him what he wanted. Dude, there's nothing erotic about that situation. You oh, got to fight no. off jaguars and fucking no, poisonous spiders. He was being a little bitch. It was funny too because in the title, I think it was the New Hampshire one. In the title, it was like it doesn't. It didn't say like she's she does this and he does that. It's like oh one's one's um. One's a yoga instructor. The other one is a professional knife maker. It's like two will survive, blah, blah, Ends up he's the yoga instructor and she's a professional <laughs> knife maker. And it's like, oh, fuck, what? Oh, uh, yeah. It was funny. It's yeah, a good twist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was good. I don't know. I wouldn't want to fuck around in the jungle. I wouldn't get want to get bit by a fucking poison snake or poisonous ass spider or get eaten alive by a jaguar or goddamn howler monkey rips my dick off. I'm not for that. <laughs> There's one yeah. where, you know, they're out in the fucking wilderness, like, but it's cold, but they were like bears and deer. That would be my shit. You know, I would rather be cold and deal with like my environment than be like getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and fucked up poisonous crocodiles and shit so like the new england woods yeah you're like, more it was familiar like, with the northeast yeah. yeah i'd rather be getting stuck in Canan- canada wild mountains <laughs> mount, you know yeah i don't know whatever oh i gotta get another beer <laughs> i couldn't i don't think i have i have like zero survival chops like there's there's some general basic instincts and like some mm-hmm. like I guess general knowledge I've kind of picked up along the way. Yeah. Um just from existing. But <laughs> yeah. in terms of just like 
trying to survive, man, I know can't do it. Like I could do, I could do minimalist camping. Oh yeah. Like if you with a with a single backpack and packing some, you know, high caloric, small dense foods, course, that yeah. kind of thing. Going out, doing a two or three day, four day, like short multi day hike. Not really having much for entertainment. You're just kind of walking with a couple of people, doing some hiking. You know, sitting around a, a small fire. But the actual survival thing, right? Finding your own water, finding your own water your without own like a life straw or right. having um, right. the the water treatment. Uh, what's that right. stuff? Like the tablets, like the, the iodine, iodine tablets. Like the iodine tablets. Like, yeah. Like if you're left, like with that, like what do? You, how do you get water if you don't have Luck, anything else? I mean, like, luckily, there's we, tricks. We but, live in New England, so we have a fuck ton of water. You, exactly. It'd be hard for you not to find water, even if it was shit water. Yeah, you could boil yeah. it. You know, yeah, true. Yeah, I could totally survive. I'm just, I'm fucking. There's monsters out there, man. I'm scared. Out in the dark, <laughs> it's oh, quiet, yeah. all alone. I hear like a squirrel walk by. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Especially <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of the night, dude. I'm shitting my bricks out. Yeah, that's why I fucking get so hammered. I'll get super drunk when I go camping, so I can just sleep. Because I'll, I'll stay up all night just listening to fucking animals eating each other alive. Yeah. That you do hear some weird noises out there. Sasquatch is out there looking for some new vagina. Yep. You've got all those weird uh, northeastern regional um, uh, cryptids and everything. You know, like your wood devil, your puckwudgy. Like, there's all sorts of these yeah. weird local, you know, mythical creatures that may or may not probably don't exist. <laughs> they definitely do exist. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know man so you're leaving next week no more podcasts for a while right going out to california or you're not you're not just going to california right you're going up to washington we're starting in oregon actually we were thinking about washington but then as we were planning in our time like we're doing two weeks and there's only so much you can fit in in two weeks and actually still get to like enjoy some of the spots without worrying about traveling. So we're going to um, Oregon for a couple of days, flying down to San Fran. Then we'll be in that area for a few days. Then we're driving down to San Diego, doing the whole Pacific Coastal Highway Route 1 thing. We're going to be in Pismo Beach for a day. Um, you know, see Big Sur, all that. Then once we get to San Diego, we're going to be there for couple of days then we're flying to salt lake nice and pretty much not we might eat at that waffle house in salt lake but that's really all we're doing there that's just the airport and then we're driving to moab which we're not sure what we're doing in moab yet i mean there's a ton of stuff to do there's a bunch of national parks in the area cool hieroglyphics yeah there's all sorts of crazy stuff so i think we'll probably while we're out there in some of our downtime try and research or get some recommendations from people um, of what we should do while we're in Moab. Um, and then we're going to work our way back to the Denver airport at some point, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, then you're going to, Oh yeah. Then Denver, right? Yeah. That's where Q is. Yeah. So he's actually going to meet us in grand junction. So we're actually not even, we were going to go originally. We were going to end it in Fort Collins and hang out with him for a couple of days but they're just starting a mini vacation that they're doing. Oh. 
So we're going to meet up with them in Grand Junction, which I have no clue what's in Grand Junction. I got to talk to Q and see what the deal is. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting either way. <laughs> Man. So I looked into doing an open mic night comedy thing. I don't know. You know, you guys were talking about doing it one day. <laughs> I was going to look into it for myself. Really? Yeah. I don't know where I should start. I want to do an open mic, maybe like five minutes or less set, whatever they do for open mics. Do you have material worked out? So, no, not yet. I have a few things that I've been, that's been boiling in my head. Some premises. Some, some, yeah. Um, but no, but I wanted to see, I want to see first where I could potentially go. You know, do I have to go all the way to Boston to do a show or can I go to like Worcester or like something smaller where they have it like only every Wednesday night or like, is it like once a month just mm. so I can kind of like plan something out be like, all right, you know, it's once a week so I don't have to worry about it ever being, or it's like, mm. oh, it's, you know, once a month be like, oh, if I don't do it like in December, I have to wait a whole nother month. Yeah. We should definitely all go and check out an o- a I'm, comedy open mic. I've never seen a com- I'm totally open, down a comedy open mic. I'm totally down I'm to, do, to at least just go and watch one. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. For sure. I'm yeah. totally in. I thought about sort of um, doing that. that. That was kind of on one of our, right. our bucket lists that yeah. we, we talked about a couple yeah. years ago. But um, I was thinking about it more and more, and it turns out I'm not that funny. So (laughs) it's kind of an art that you really have to like, I don't know, man. I don't think I could do it. It depends on what you, I could totally do it. There's all different kinds of comedy. You you can totally, (laughs) (laughs) especially another thing I was worried about is, is it like open mic is just like no limits, whatever you want to say, you can say it. Or is it like, dude, come on. I think he'll be talking about vaginas on this thing. It, it might depend. He'll be talking about rape and boot dudes, or like, where is there like a limit where like, oh, you, you, you don't say that shit. I think it depends on your venue, and it depends yeah. on the where, people yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you before you do it, you should probably go and check out, get right. a feel for the place. But open mics, man, from everything that I've heard, they're usually pretty rough because it's people. It's like. Oh, they're terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know, <laughs> like, the they're performers? Just bad. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. just bad. You know, it's, they've only been doing it for, you know, maybe less than a year. They don't know shit. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe they're just really bad, and you're just like the god. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. Well, every like most comedians start off at open mics, Being terrible. Right? Oh, like, definitely. You're not just, like, doing enough fucking special. No, 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 no. <laughs> you will never escape... A comedian, a working stand-up comedian, you will ne- there will be at least one time minimal in your whole career where you fail. Oh yeah, so definitely. probably all the miserable. Time. Mm-hmm. That's probably what separates the good comedians from the not like the professional guys is just them being able to get back on stage. Oh, keep pushing, yeah, yeah, and after like you know just being terrible. And getting booed off stage or whatever, like night after night after night, yeah. just sticking with it. <clears throat> you Can know? you deal with rejection and failure right. from like a group of people, like all yeah. in public, right out in the Imagine open? Imagine that shit. Imagine like you Dude. fucking suck, and you're like, oh my god, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> that was I'm never doing that again. You know, yeah. that's painful, man. Hey, what? Yeah. I bet. I bet. 
Um, fuck yeah. But on the other end, though, if you do win their favor, that's that's also probably a powerful. huge ego oh, boost, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I, I can only imagine. But it also depends on the crowd. You can use the same material in right. two different crowds, get completely different, and get different results. Yeah. yeah. There was a there's a kid from my high school who was hilarious. In middle school, he was hilarious. High school, he was like the funny guy. And he's like, I'm going to do stand-up. Granted, he's still doing stand-up now. So it's what? probably been at least 10 years. 10 years. I think even 12 years since he went down this road. He does tons of improv in Boston. He does stand-up, like, mic stuff, at, like, all, like, probably every weekend. He's always promoting shows and stuff. But he did a show in the town I lived in at a bar and I went to see him and it was bad. (laughs) And I was like, and this was probably like five years after he got out. So he was probably like already a few years in Mm. and it was bad. And I was like, Oh, I feel so bad for you, bro. Like, was it his, like what was bad about it? Was it the delivery? I don't know. The material, was the crowd not feeling it? So now I, I, I have, I, I am not gonna say, I know a comedy. I have like my (laughs) own, what I think is hilarious. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how his comedy is because I've only seen him once, mm. but it was super clean. And I like fucking, you know, I don't like clean shit. Like clean to a fuck. Because there's some it's, it's funny, clean. There's some no, funny clean comedians, but. I don't know. I haven't seen him like at a comedy show where he might be able to do whatever he wants. Mm. But um, here in his hometown at like a bar, like with tons of like townies, maybe he was just trying to keep it clean. Mm. But it was like just. Nothing you think was, he was nothing censoring was himself, and that I don't was throwing know. him off. Because maybe? I, I don't know, because I don't know what his 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 own. You know, I yeah. don't know what his comedy if you is. Saw him in his spot, like, right? If he has like a place, that he's he like, goes "Hey, what's up, motherfucker? Do you guys ready for this shit?" <laughs> then I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it!" And then yeah. he starts talking about some fucking. But like, he's like, "Oh, hey guys!" And then he starts doing comedy, and nobody laughs, or like a couple giggles from his friends, and so the like, the audience. Most of the audience was not. No, they weren't not into it. it. I wasn't in either. I was like, oh shit, that sucks. Because I was rooting for him too. You I know, mean, I clapped for him. Obviously, I was like, yeah, good job, man. I was like, sorry. Sucked. I've noticed that, you know, kind of what Seth, like what you've brought up in the past of like, you know, how you could have the same beer and different nights and have a different experience with it. And yeah. It all really depends on a lot of things coming together. Mm-hmm. The environment, the the people you're with. You know your headspace for that day, like what you ate that day. Yeah. How is your palate? Like, what do you need? <clears throat> right. Like, great experiences. Like, I talk about like what's your favorite beer? Uh, some like it used to be a thing. Like, hey, I would have this favorite beer at the time, or I really like this beer. But now, what has become more important to me is great beer experiences. Like, oh, I remember this one time that I had this. Oh, yeah, pairing a beer you know, with, like, a you know, something that happened. Yeah, and, and you think back on that beer fondly, and maybe now you have that beer again, and it reminds you, uh, like, of yeah, that time, true. you know? And as long as the beer is well-made, you know, it doesn't have any faults that shouldn't be in there, and it ta- and it's, you know, is it, it's brewed well, the recipe's half-decent. Like, there's a lot of beer out there like that. So... With that whole comedy thing, you could be at a comedy show where maybe it's not hitting you, even though it's well-made and it's a right flavor or something. It's just, 
for whatever reason, earlier that day, maybe you're feeling a little indigestion. In this <laughs> you're just like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to eat the hab- I don't want to drink that habanero IPA. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I've been shitting water for the last three days. Yeah, like it's 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 a it's a real thing. Yeah. The I've listened to stand up specials or watched stand up specials on Netflix where, mm-hmm. you know, I could watch the same special four nights in a row and it'll hit me very differently. Yep. Like one day I'll find it hilarious. The next exactly. day I'm just like, you're just not feeling it. Not yep. feeling it. It really depends on sort of your headspace at that yep. time. It yeah. could be the subject matter that they're talking about their delivery. Like maybe you're not in a silly mood. Maybe you're more in a, a serious like comedy mood or maybe you know your dad just died and they're talking about like some <laughs> oh, dude fuck. That, yeah no like some we- like really dark and it hits you in a bad way yeah. like how comedians have like they tri- uh who is it like tosh got in that controversy a couple years oh, ago with the rape, with the rape joke yeah. and that th- that's a super touchy subject yeah you know like but you kind of know what you're getting at certain comedy shows oh, like yeah, that, like you go to a tosh show or you go to a um Oh God! What's that other guy? Jizzleneck. Anthony yeah, Jizzleneck. Yeah, yeah. Jizzleneck. Like, you, you should be offended. <laughs> like, it's almost that's what they're doing. That's why they're there. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Uh, every time I hear or watch Chappelle stand up, I always remember being like. 16 years old in my bedroom at like midnight smoking a bowl and blowing out my window and then shutting it <laughs> and then like just getting super high and watching his pot his fucking stand up uh that's like the only that's like i haven't seen them since like 16 17 and i was just like in my, i think it was even younger than that and i would just smoke a bowl and blow it out my window and then just like lay down in bed and watch him fucking do the stand up <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. I, I loved it i watched it like I almost watched it like every night before I went to bed. I just watched his stand up. Was it that, um, what was that special? Where you- it was like the whole monkey one when he's like, no, man, I'm going to stay home with my monkey. He's <laughs> like, you know how long it, t- it took for me to teach him to suck my dick? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, was- uh, is that the same special where he talks about like sprinkling crack on the, like sprinkle, sprinkle <laughs> on the, like the, the, the crime, uh, the crime scene or the police or whatever. Oh like yeah. He's like, whole Yo, thing. sprinkle a little crack on him. <laughs> Some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I mean, um, there's like, I don't know. There, there's definitely overlap, but there's a scene when he's like buying, I think he was buying weed and he went to the, he went to the projects and some yes. babies out there. He's like, yo baby. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's it's so like rolled ge- down your window just a little bit. Yep. He's like, Hey baby, <laughs> go inside, man. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, man. You want some weed? Yeah. That classic oh, word. <laughs> so, oh um, my trip, um, we're actually making a stop in LA We'll go to the comedy store. Nice. So finally, they posted all three rooms, the shows that are in all three rooms. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, good. So um, I really wanted to go to the belly room because it's the smallest room. It's really intimate. It's where, you know, Chappelle did one of his uh, most recent specials. But the show that's in the belly room is all comedians I don't know. Uh, and it's like a. Um, it's a, like a specific show that's happening. I don't know if it's like a small tour that's happening, but I don't know any of them. So I'm going to skip that one. And the shows in the two other rooms are also are really vague right now. They don't have anybody listed. <laughs> one of them's called like superstar. And then the other one's called 16 headliners, but you can look at previous like versions of these shows and see who's been to them. And like, there's a bunch of comics that you've known that have done both of these shows. 
So what I'm thinking about buy doing tickets to both. I'm man. gonna buy tickets to both because to get two tickets for each show total with fees, it's like eighty bucks. Yeah. Totally. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna buy those things really tomorrow. Like Twenty bucks each. Yeah, not the, even right. No, so it's like fifteen ninety five. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars for one of the rooms, and then it's like twenty dollars for the other room. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get two tickets for each show, so then we can make up our mind. And one of the shows starts before the other one, so even if we want to go and jump. catch one of them and yeah. then jump over to the other, depending on what the lineups are. Um, that's awesome. I would. Yeah. Love to, I mean, I mean, just being in that area, and be like, oh, I see Joe Rogan like every Friday. I know. And then, like, how how big of a pain in the ass is it to get tickets out here for a Joe Rogan show? You can't because they get fucking Ticketmaster buys them all themselves and sells it <laughs> on their other fucking. Did you hear that shit, dude? I was reading an article today about that. Holy crap! Right? Yeah. But I mean, it was obvious. But no, like, finally, we knew it. Came, we yeah. knew it. But hopefully, something comes of that. Yeah, they should fucking get fined a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be fucking people over for entertainment. Uh, it's, I know it's bullshit. It's bad. What what happened? They get ca- they got caught. What owning another secondary type site and they're basically scalping tickets? Well, they have a thing on their like through Ticketmaster where you can like certify resell your tickets on ticket. So they're basically like allowing the scalpers to just come back on their site. But the the reason why they do that, and they know the scalpers are going to mark up the tickets, obviously. And these scalpers aren't fucking people on the side of the road scalping. It's like ro- pe- no, big it's companies ro- robot with scalpers. robots exactly. who can buy like millions of tickets in seconds. <clears throat> you but, used to get arrested for scalping tickets at a venue, right? Yeah. I, I you don't still know what, do, but... I don't know how the law is. It, I think there's certain things where you can't, or at least I thought it used to be something about you can't mark up the tickets or you can't mark them up. So there's only a certain percentage of how high you can mark them right. up something. But what Ticketmaster is doing, because they have their own secondary market, essentially, is that they also charge fees and Ticketmaster gets those fees. So they're collecting fees twice on tickets. So they Ticketmaster sells you a ticket and they charge fees on that. Then the scalper now has the ticket and they put that on Ticketmaster's secondary market and the scalper gets the money for the ticket, and now Ticketmaster gets another round of fees for Damn. that take that same ticket. So if Ticketmaster owned that scalper, though the first fee would would that would be what them paying themselves. Yeah, but it's it's probably not Ticketmaster, but they could very well be working with scalpers. Yeah, it's fucking dirty. That's all. Yeah, I know. it's super dirty, man. It and really throws me off when I want, really want to see a show, and I'm like, what the fuck? I know, it's dude. so disappointing, isn't like, it? Yeah, that Rogan thing, we tried to get tickets for Tenacious D. I was on the second they went on sale, yeah. and I didn't get I remember any. that day. And then five minutes later, you could go on the secondary market and see them marked up, like, not ridiculous. Even, not even five minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah exactly, not even five minutes. It was that minutes. quick. And that article also talked about <clears throat> how Ticketmaster themselves don't release all the tickets at once either they'll release more tickets later on. So not every ticket goes on sale right on day one. And then them. So, uh, apparently Ticketmaster. this is in the article. Ticketmaster said they don't, um, they don't set the fee prices. It's actually the management of whatever act is like, so if it was tenacious D or whatever group controls them and they're selling the tickets, they set the prices because 
The original prices. The original prices, but right. they'll also, th- when they release second rounds of tickets, or if they see that they're selling really quickly, they'll bump up those prices. Gotcha. Like what in real time as they're being sold, they're like, oh, it's like a supply and demand model type right. thing. Which, I mean... It's a little fucked up. It's a little fucked up, but, but it's probably legal. Oh, well, yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, oh, I'm selling oranges, and I have 20 of them, and now... I only have five left. Oh man, people really want and these there's oranges. And five hundred people like, in the line. Yeah, going, it's like ten bucks right, now. Hundred dollars an orange. <laughs> there'll be a couple of them. They'll buy them. They you know? will. Yeah, if they want them bad enough. But I wish there was like, I wish the community was strong enough where you Ticketmaster would just get fucked. Like they buy all. <laughs> like say that like Tenacious D or whatever a band a really big band like the Eagles. You know they're yeah. coming, and Ticketmaster buys all the tickets. And then everyone's like, you know what? Fuck you, Ticketmaster. And no one goes. And the Eagles like sell out. And then no one shows up. Like, what the fuck? And the Ticketmaster's like, oh, yeah, we bought all the tickets. And then no one bought the tickets from the secondary. It's like, you know, that'd be fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That system definitely needs to change, though. There's, there's I wish some they corruption just went back. down there. Imagine they went back to the like 90s. Standing in line at a music record yeah, store. You want a fucking ticket? You haven't you... been able to do that. Like, as far as I've been sitting, standing in line for concert tickets, you can't do that anywhere you, anymore. And even when I was younger, in like high school, you couldn't even you could stand in line, but it wasn't like way back in the day, like when my dad was standing in line because right. he was really standing in line, like at the you had oh, to go camping to the, like for days, yeah, and, and, for a ticket, and you would get good seats if you did that, yeah. So, like I went, like first come first serve gets like it starts with like row A exactly seat one and so, then just yeah. goes yeah. yeah and just goes and if you want ten tickets you get ten tickets right next to each other yeah and nobody's buying them online it's just people at other box offices that you're competing with right. which usually there's not that many box like because if you're going to a local event maybe there's one maybe there's more than one maybe there's like a remote box office maybe. But I remember in high school, I would go to a box office, stand in line, and now you're competing with everybody on the internet. It's the same. You could have easily just done it at home, and it's the same. Like the ticket, the 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 box office doesn't have any precedent. It's stupid. Yeah. Right. Like there's no point. There's no point of waiting the second they come on now. Now, right oh, now, yeah. Yeah. there was a good band that you want to see. There's no point of you waiting at 12 o'clock on the dot to buy the ticket because you're not going to get it. No. It seems like that's what it is. It yeah. seems like we did that and the second they came on sale with pre-order codes. Exactly. With pre-order before they were pre-sale shit. Yeah. For super fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the super code from their fucking Twitter or some yeah. or website. Even with those, you don't get a ticket. Yep. So what's the point of waiting? Yeah. It's bullshit. The, uh, I was telling uh, Justin about this earlier, though. I went to a Nine Inch Nails concert. I can't remember how long ago. It was probably three or four years, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. But they did this really cool thing where for fans, and this was like a real like fans thing. So um, I imagine Trent Reznor, his people set up this thing where you had to register through like their website to sign up to and they bought so, so you could still get tickets from Ticketmaster but you but they bought a certain amount of tickets or they kept a certain amount of tickets that they were only selling through their website on the presale so you would have to register for that and then 
you had to buy the tickets under your name and you couldn't resell them. And when you, and when you got to the venue, they would check your ID to make sure you were the person that bought that ticket. That's pretty sweet. So if not the lines on that though, you know, like verifying names and stuff. It it really wasn't that bad. No. Like you, there was just a separate line for it. Yeah. And so it was pretty similar to just going into a concert where you have to show them your ticket and then your ID for beer anyways. It doesn't take that much longer. It's just you're in that like special line, which wasn't a ton of people. Right. But it was like the fans that wanted to see them and know that they had tickets. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. And I think they were just general admission tickets. It wasn't like a... Uh, it wasn't like a specific seat. It wasn't a specific... That makes it quicker. Yeah, because there, there weren't specific seats. There were specific seats, I think, at the, the venue. Might have been the Centrum or DCU Center or whatever it's <laughs> called now. But Can you go to like Fenway <clears throat> or TD Garden and just stand in line and get a ticket or no? I, you used to be able to. You might you even still be able to. Might still be able to. Like the day of the like. Yeah, like yeah. the day of the game. Like I want. I want two tickets. Can you the, go up there? Oh, if, it, a does, box if office? it doesn't sell out. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can you buy can. tickets there. Right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 It's just well, it's not people are more apt to do it online because you can actually visibly see where your seats are and and choose yep. your right seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was I was talking to Seth earlier. Like that would be, that's a million dollar idea if we could solve that and seth was saying that yeah. you know what if in he order gets- to do it you would have to a, a big a big artist would have to sort of be the spearhead in order to like really get it going yeah, yeah. like a like some like a mega artist <laughs> but the <laughs> like- thing is if it worked and people were getting tickets and it wasn't ridiculously you know it, it was like, oh, these tickets for general mission are fifty bucks to get in, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? They're one seventy five on Ticketmaster, but they're still fifty dollars on your website. You know they're going to be going there. You know they're going to be get those tickets. The artist is still making the exact amount of money, yeah. Regardless of if it's one seventy five or fifty, they're still getting their whatever commission per ticket is. Because isn't that how it works? Like, say that you're going to see like Tenacious D, and their floor seats are fifty bucks. You buy a ticket for fifty bucks, but if Ticketmaster scoops up that ticket for one fifty, well, and then sells it, doesn't see any of that money, the extra well, money, right? They don't see that extra money. No. no. So, I mean, shit. If you if you have a website where you're selling the seats for the fucking face value, of what their seats are, yep. People will go and buy that. You yeah. know, they're buying the cheapest shit. And, dude. I mean, the million dollar idea part though would be Ticketmaster fucking buying your company off right out right from underneath you. <laughs> no, no, fuck that. No, they're yeah. like, here, here's a billion dollars, and they'd be like, no, nah, well, that's like, the end of that. See you guys exactly. later. Sorry, we sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I would. Fuck Somebody that. else figure it out. <laughs> Someone else do it. Yeah. But what we could do is start it local. Right, Massachusetts venues. Oh. There's, there's. I mean, there's a handful of like actual like strong venues. Palladium, you have the Palladium. You have the um, the Comcast Center in Mansfield. You have yeah. the House of Blues in Boston. You have the Middle East in Boston. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of venues that. So the the venues themselves, when they sell tickets, Ticketmaster will also scoop up their shit, mm. right? Is that, is that a... I mean, well, Ticketmaster's the main ticket. Yeah, but the, so Ticketmaster's kind of like a middleman. Um, and like what it said in that article is that 
Ticketmaster is just like the software and the they're like the ticket booth. Sure. They're they're not setting the prices. They are collecting fees for these venues and these artists using their website. So is Ticketmaster is there some grand scheme between Ticketmaster? Is there a shell corporation that's actually just like yes. owned by oh, Ticketmaster? That is Live a scalping Nation. industry, yeah. you know. Live Nation and um, Ticketmaster fucking well, they're like the same company now, aren't they? Yeah, now they're together. They fucking yeah. merged. Yeah. So I don't know. But there's other ticket outlets where you can buy tickets from. It's not just Ticketmaster, but that's the but they big, reflect the that's price. That's the big one. They reflect the gold standard yeah. of whatever that ticket's worth. Yeah. You know, if fucking Veta, you know, uh, Greta Von Fleet tickets are 175 for general mission, everyone sell them for fucking 175 regardless. Yeah. But Ticketmaster usually sets the price, you know? Even if fucking House of Blues is like fifty bucks for you know general mission, and you're like trying to get that fifty dollar ticket, good fucking luck, man, because you're not gonna get it. I don't know. It's yeah, bullshit. I, I wonder how that works. So you're an artist, and then you get booked at a venue. Now, is it the artist that picks the platform that they're gonna sell their tickets on? Yes. Or is that so? It's not dependent upon venue. Or anything like. Well, does the venue have a contract with, say, Ticketmaster? Like they're obligated to yeah, release it, their tickets to. I think anyone could play at the House right. of Blues if you have the money. If you want to go and peel and eat shrimp, want wants to go to House of the Blues, <laughs> you pay, you know, sixty thousand dollars for a Friday night gig. Oh yeah, exactly. And you set the price of your tickets. Yeah. And if you want Ticketmaster to sell your tickets online, you pay them, you know, like six percent of all ticket sales. Yeah, they get the fees, and, and then it's probably other- and you know what and it. And probably when you do something like that, Ticketmaster takes control of your ticket sales and you you be like, all right, I want them for 50 bucks each. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, we'll sell them for 50 bucks each. And then what does Ticketmaster do when they see that there's they're selling? They'll buy them all 50 bucks and they'll resell them at their secondary for 100. Under right. their shell corporation. Right. You know, <laughs> so what which, if- which is all... Uh, um- uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it's speculation. <laughs> but what if we could go to... Like, how good of a of publicity and how good would that sound on paper if we were able to go to those venues and actually sort of spread the word that we're doing an honest service to the concert goers to regulate tickets and prevent bots from buying mm. shit up, preventing third party ticket hold, you know, right websites. Giving like, the customers the honest price. Yeah. Venues would appreciate that. So if we could start that on a small scale in Massachusetts and and work through that, I mean, I think that, that there's something to that. Even if it's um, not all the tickets in the venue, if you can just do that small Or select amount. shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, there's certain, like, huge artists that are just going to be like, no, we're just going to do it the way we've been doing it. <laughs> right. No, right, yeah, definitely, because they don't want to lose that relationship with you know Ticketmaster mm-hmm. or any other company but yeah i mean if you could and you know what i bet a lot of bands would be open mind open mind to like, oh, oh fuck yeah, yeah I mean, dude. like if you want to if you can sell our tickets for what we're setting them at and you know and fans are actually getting them and, and they're coming getting, to the show because yeah. like when the when a fan goes to the show versus i mean it's hard to say right like if a fan goes to a show they're more likely to buy merch they're more likely to yeah you can pitch that whole thing i mean that's 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 a good part of like our business plan like that's a good part of the pitch man 
the venue can sell more beers that way or more fucking drinks and more food because the guy has more money to spend. Yep. And then the band can sell more more merch. Fans are probably else. more likely to promote you on their social media when, hey, I'm going to the show tonight. Oh, that show is awesome. Plus, like, dude, the the experience, man. Like, uh, I mean, you've played shows. You've played multiple shows before in, in, in oh, all the bands you've yeah, been in. I yeah. mean, you've played shows before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you've played shows <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. Like, Not when, to a real audience. When, when people are invested in that band and when they really do enjoy the music mm-hmm. it's it's an experience man. oh yeah yeah for for the audience member and the the band yeah it, it is it is a real sincere experience yeah. dude when somebody comes up to you and like says oh hey great show i love when you did that thing or they're like pointing out like they were actually paying attention enjoying like the stuff that you were like the art that you were putting out there i mean that's a crazy feeling man like and it's to have that fan like artist experience like that that's crazy you know and to get it for an honest price yeah right you know what though honestly if say that i go to tanisha d and i spend 50 bucks for a general mission and it's a great show i'm gonna be happy but if i drop 200 dollars, i would be more critical of their shit of course (laughs) like it was a a good show yeah but it wasn't worth 200 dollars. i was like it fucking was a great show but I don't think I would spend $200 again. Mm. And it would probably make me not want to go back. Right. You know? Mm. If I dropped a fucking, you know, if I dropped like 500 bucks on a show, I'm expecting $500 worth of entertainment. <laughs> and, that, and you're not going to be. And you won't get it. Like the front row Eagle tickets are like five grand at Fenway. Who the fuck is buying those well, except for wicked, super rich celebrities and old, people Yeah, people who are super fans who have money now? Yep, basically. But I mean, how many Eagle fans are rich as fuck? Because <laughs> we'll, we'll think, of, think about it, though. Like, we're in the point of our lives where the people our age now have a certain amount of money. So right. you're seeing, like, the bands that were popular when we were in middle school, high school... Coming back out. Coming back around, and now they can charge a little bit more for their tickets because people will pay them. Right. Because now the people that like them, for the whole nostalgia <laughs> fact, they have money now. Right, yeah. You no, know, insane. they're not broke Britney college Spears. students anymore. They're... I mean, not all of them have good jobs and are making a decent amount of money. But, but we're in that age bracket where this is where you make money. Exactly. You're done with the college. You're done yep. with the entry-level jobs. You now probably have more disposable income. Definitely. Yeah. You're progressing in your career where you can, yeah, you have more. Yeah. And that's why fucking InSync's out touring. That's why Britney Spears is touring right now. All those bands are coming back out because their old fan base, I would assume... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I, I, I haven't been to one of those shows, but I would imagine if you went today, it would be a mixture of people that listen to them. Back. So, like, you're going to get, like, young to mid-30-year-old right. people. I mean, just, then you'll get some people that were, uh, like, in their teens or their... Right. That. Well, just when it will... When did they come out and when were they big? In, like, 2000. All their fans were probably between the ages of 13 and 25. Yeah. You know? 2000 was 20 years ago so now all their now their old fan base is you know in their high 20s and their low 40s and i mean that's where you make your money right yeah Yeah. you know like 28 to fucking 45 is probably where you make where you're starting you know you're starting to build up your career Mm -hmm. 
And then past that, you're retiring. So fuck shit. I don't know. I mean, part of that, part of those tours coming around, the Britney Spears, the NSYNC, things like that, you know, you've said it before, nostalgia is a powerful thing, man. Dude, nostalgia is a hell of, fuck cocaine, dude. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Like a fuck of a drug, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, Amber Star Wars, Amber. Yeah. You know? It's just real, man. It's super real. Like nostalgia affects every like if you're if you're unaffected by nostalgia like congrats man you fucking you, you figured something out or there's something wrong with you oh, you're a serial killer <laughs> yeah. yeah but then you're nostalgic about that first kill you had man you know <laughs> oh man i remember when i was killing people <laughs> that's right oh man i stole i stole those uh great feeling Murder. That Your face off of somebody, man. My first trophy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just wearing that skin. My cuts were so uneven. Like it was, so, it was so raw. You know. Like man, my new cuts are just too precise. You know. Very like, surgical. My production. I got to get back to a more stripped down sound, man. You know, I. It's it's a powerful thing, and you can see it in our culture now. Yeah. You know, it's it's the reason why trends come and go it's the reason why now we're seeing like the 90s are coming back yeah it's crazy whenever there's a throwback of some sort of genre it's way more appealing than i don't know i feel like stranger things with the whole throwback of the 80s and fucking you know board games and those kids and like the goonies style you know group Mm -hmm. type thing that is like that is like way more appealing than like some new future thing. That's the me, reason why that show is so popular. I now. think that's why like most of those shows are popular. That's why like Stand by Me is popular, and The Goonies is popular, and fucking all these like I don't know, man. It just like it brings you back to like childhood, you know. Yeah. And that's what people are looking <laughs> for is their childhood memories. Now you are old. You have a you're older. You have a job. You have a family. Maybe you have kids. Maybe or you have responsibilities. You have all this stuff, and then you remember back to a time when you watched the Goonies, when you didn't have responsibilities, or just being, when you didn't have bills, when you were young and free. Yeah, <laughs> just being with your friends riding bikes. Yeah, no, that's, that's super it, nostalgic. You know? Super nostalgic. I think that's the key thing too in all those movies. It's like you guys, you want to make a good, good fucking movie. Just get a bunch of kids between like, you know, 10 and 15 and just let them ride a bike in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you guys remember when we rode bikes in the woods? It's like, fucking, that's what it was, man. Yep. Well, dude, it's look, hilarious. I mean, it. No, that's same right. thing, man. It is the same, same thing. fucking thing. You've got, you've got a group of kids who I'm are popular as fuck trying to sort of navigate, you know, the world. They're faced with very common problems that kids face and you know they they become stronger and and closer together as they're sort of navigating through this world of just existing as a fucking teenager or a you know a young young kid man what's that vampire movie with those kids uh the lost boys lost boys yeah yeah Yeah, man that was the same type of thing the Mm -hmm. goonies fucking stand by me all those fucking gems yeah those are all great movies, and they all the same goddamn premise. A bunch of kids <laughs> overcame some bullshit together. Dude, that, that's the reason why, like, um, Freaks and Geeks 
Oh, yeah. was so it was popular. so popular. Is dude that really resonated on a deep? I never level. saw it, but I know what the show. Yeah. yeah, but it only lasted one season, and then it got canceled. Right. It was a great show, though. <laughs> I'm at, dude. I'm gonna do some predictions. One, that show will probably come back. I don't know. Uh, Two, okay. Breakfast Club will probably. They're going to redo Breakfast Club. They're going to redo Breakfast Club. Probably. Uh, there's so many movies and, that they've And you know redone. what? All those people are still around where they could do some sort of bullshit, you know. I'd love to see Emilio, man. Who Emilio <laughs> comes back as like the principal and oh, like that oh, badass oh, dude yeah. is like this millionaire. Bender? <laughs> yeah. He's like a millionaire. Oh, like he God. figured it out and he's like with that chick. They're married with kids yeah. and his kid's a punk ass, you know. Dude. I don't know. They could fucking pull that around. I bet they've already talked about it. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing. They brought Baywatch back. They yeah. brought fucking Lethal Weapon back. They brought um, that other fucking Lethal cop. Weapon came back. Yeah, it's a TV show now. Oh, with right. one of the Wayne brothers, I think is in it. Ah, uh, yeah, I think the lesser were. known. What's <laughs> yeah? What's the? Uh, there was a cop one with the mustaches. The fucking Highway Patrol cops. Chips. Chips. Uh, California Highway Patrol. <laughs> maybe Chips. I, I, they did. Re- they br- Dad they br- Shepard redid that a couple of yes. years ago. Yes. Yeah. And they brought back uh, a fucking another show from like the eighties. I mean, similar. they brought yeah. back Hawaii Five O. They brought Hawaii back. 5-0. I think yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them, man. Yeah, um, you know, um, like, that's like what TV and movies are doing. They don't even think about new shit. They just bring back old shit. Well, it's like that's what we've been doing since fucking Shakespeare, though, right? Yeah. Everything is just though? like, yeah. Sausage candles.